0: hey everybody this is sophie and welcome to episode 170 of the big boo cast on this episode melanie and i are going to talk about my weekend trip to a campground in Tennessee. We're going to talk about some music I listened to on the way home. We're going to talk about Miss Americana, the new Taylor Swift documentary that's on Netflix. I have so many thoughts about that and just a whole bunch of other stuff, including a mascara that may or may not have changed my life and significantly improved Melanie's really maybe the most significant thing that's happened in some time. Also, if you would like to keep up with some of the stuff that we mention on the podcast, you can find a lot of it on Amazon and our Amazon shop, and that's at amazon.com slash shop slash big boo, super easy, amazon.com slash shop slash big boo, and you can see a lot of the stuff that we talk about. Okay, thanks so much for being here, and we hope you enjoy episode 170. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Bee Mama.
1: Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama.
0: And I don't know about San Antonio, but in Birmingham today, it feels a little bit like spring.
1: It does here, too. It's warm. And in fact, I think our high tomorrow is like 82. Oh. Yeah, it's very warm. But then we have a cold front. I know this is fascinating. Mm -hmm. We have a, a big cold front that's coming through that could bring freezing rain and or sleet on Wednesday.
0: Okay. Well, I thought yesterday... Alex had lacrosse games yesterday, and it was beautiful. And it did my heart, and my head, and my whole self a world of good to sit outside. Because mm-hmm. you know how I am about—I like to sit outside at a game. I don't care; I, it doesn't matter what they're playing. It doesn't matter who's playing. Yeah. I just want to sit outside at the game. And mm-hmm. so I got to sit outside all afternoon, and it was glorious but yes. but i you know i like it when it's like that i don't necessarily need it to be in the upper 80s or above but mm-hmm. I, but i thought well this feels like it's about the right time for us to maybe have some sort of winter weather event
1: yes yes it's it's on the way and and as luck would have it we um we don't have, um, we'll have soccer when we'll have soccer the evening that the freezing rain and sleet has come through. Mm So, um, you know, so we'll have these two really mild days Mm -hmm. and no soccer then, but I'm going to be out there in my, in my sleeping bag Mm -hmm. and my umbrella and all of my things Mm -hmm. on Wednesday evening, apparently. Um, so yeah, that's the way it always seems.
0: Yeah, it does. Well, I thought about you yesterday because I thought this, this is our best case, outdoor sporting event scenario where you have on a sweatshirt and you're comfortable, but it's sunny. Yes. And maybe if the wind picks up, you need to put a jacket on, but the wind's not going to pick up for long, but, but a legging sweatshirt outdoor sporting event to me is our, is your best case scenario. And so totally agree. mm -hmm, It was glorious. It was just a beautiful day. So that was delightful.
1: That's nice. I know I actually sat out on our back porch yesterday um, just cause it was so nice. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I want to enjoy the sunshine and whatever. And then today has been really gray. And I think tomorrow is also supposed to be really gray. Um, and then obviously it's going to be freezing, but Friday night was like that. Caroline had soccer and it was when I left the house, it had been like a pretty mild day. And so I left and I wore a fleece and jeans and I brought my heavy coat because I've learned like mm-hmm. I can always bring your heavy coat. I'm glad I did. Cause it was one of those that her game didn't start until eight o'clock. And by the time we got to about halftime of that game, it was freezing mm-hmm. so like one of those where i came home and it's like it's going to take me two hours just to get warm again because i got so cold
0: mm, that's not fun
1: so no well and for our northern friends let me clarify <laughs> it was probably all of 62 degrees outside it just it was bitterly cold it was bitterly cold mm-hmm. but it felt cold to me so um so anyway that, that's that well
0: I feel like we need to address something that we talked about last week that I have heard from a few people about this week is that and it's that when we talked about marriage story last week which you really loved I mean <laughs> yeah,
1: it was really I thought it was super good you
0: had a lot of very positive feelings about it and I felt like they had Uh, enough of a foundation in their relationship that they 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 could make it and then a a couple of people emailed me and were like hey you know he he was having an affair and I was like oh yeah I totally had forgotten about it like (laughs) I totally forgotten about that part so, please it's know, how I, we were. I, I yeah, that's how committed I I was so distracted thinking about how they had nice chemistry together and seemed to really get along really well. Yeah. So, yeah. please know, we were not at all trying to imply that under those sorts of circumstances she should just look the other way. I I I really I honestly I completely no. forgot about it, and so when I got the first email about like, hey, you know, he was having a fear, I was like, oh, oh no. no, I <laughs> totally, I totally <laughs> forgot, and maybe had dozed off, you know, in yeah. some significant parts. So
1: I know well, and you never like, and I will say like, in our defense, it didn't. It, I, number one, I was watching at the same time I was playing Best Fiends, and so I was probably a little distracted. Yeah. And number two, it it wasn't you never saw him having the Mm-mm. affair. It was like they alluded to it, and you knew that it had happened. It it almost seemed like kind of a like it wasn't a major plot point of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I guess is the way you say it. So it was kind of easy, and the whole thing to me was so just blah <laughs> that I feel like I missed. I mean, I didn't miss it, but I had kind of forgotten. Yeah, about I it. had it i would
0: like forgotten about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Because it was, it was like a, a thing where he was telling
0: the girl he was having an affair with like, no, 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 no. But, but obviously a sign that things weren't great. He was having an affair. Yeah, um, clearly. So I don't think any of that changes Melanie's feelings about Marriage Story. I still find the sound, the soundtrack to be beautiful. Also, speaking of soundtracks. Um, I posted this on Instagram the other day, but I'll put it in the show notes. I made a February playlist for everyone. It's a little bit more upbeat than the January playlist was, and I will link to it. I just, for some reason right now, that makes my brain happy to put lists of music together. So...
1: I, I like that. You know how Spotify at the end of the year did like, you know, they did like the best you know, like what you listened to over 2017, like kind of your songs, mm-hmm. like all your, you know, did playlist, Like, I, it's made me laugh because my 2019 playlist, I'm like, it's so like it was said, most played songs. That's all I've been playing in 2020. Because I'm like, clearly, these are the songs <laughs> that I like. Like, this is just, and it's the most random, and Caroline and I were doing something in the kitchen the other day, and I had it on, and we went straight up from Bethel singing Goodness of God to Bruno Mars singing 24-karat magic. Mm-hmm. That's about right. And, and Caroline said, this playlist sums you up to a T. And mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it really does, because I'm going to go with some old Bruno Mars and then a little bit of worship music and then maybe transition into some Taylor Swift and then maybe go back to some David Crowder. And some and Don Williams. Just,
0: like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yep. Yep. I, I do. I just yep. like, I like putting it together. And I was actually, I drove back late Saturday night. I did a retreat outside of Nashville Friday night and Saturday and then drove back Saturday night because we were going to Auburn for soccer. I mean, not soccer. Alex does not play soccer for lacrosse on Sunday. And mm-hmm. um, so I was, I had gotten my coffee late in, my, in the afternoon so that I knew I would be, you know, awake and yes. I had tried to find a lot of kind of loud fun music to listen to on the way back and I usually that's really actually a really good time for me to drive because there's a lot of adrenaline after you speak and so it's yeah. kind of good to capitalize that on that and and drive so anyway somehow I ended up listening to some prints now oh it now has, that'll do it It has been a minute since I've listened to Prince. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't listen, I mean, like, I've never been one of those Prince fans that, that was just, you know, completely obsessed with him, but there are for sure some songs I like him, for sure, some songs that remind me of high school. Mm -hmm. So I listened to Let's Go Crazy and I was like, oh, listen at Prince holding up over the course of the last 30 years. So just now when um, we were coming home, Alex was riding with me today and he played When Doves Cry. And mm-hmm. right after um Let's Go Crazy came on and I it started and I, I did the whole dearly beloved we are yeah. gathered here today <laughs> And you he did this thing called life uh, and he looked at me um and like and so he was getting the garbage can and I had my window down and I kept my head turned around and said the whole thing to him as I drove down the driveway. He was like, I don't even know what to think. I did not know this was a side of you. I don't I don't know. <laughs>
1: you're like and you're welcome that it is Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you that uh that we did a um when I was an eighth grade cheerleader um that we did a dance to that song to let's go crazy let's go crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think I could still probably do it probably half the choreography Mm -hmm. to it it really stayed because what what I remember is you know how it goes an electric word life it means forever and that's (laughs) a a mighty long long time time, but I'm here to tell you yeah, and then, but it is that, uh-huh. and we did a ripple thing where we would go up and, like, do our arms, and we all spun around, and I thought that was, I mean, it was like, I might as well have been like a New York City Rockette. I mean, well, I felt like that was the fanciest move that we could have possibly done, um, and clearly, it left an impact on me, because I'm talking about it 40 years later. That's right.
0: Well, and if only the Navarro cheerleaders had seen that, they could have incorporated that into their nationals routine.
1: Like, they, I. I feel well, and I noticed that today on Twitter, that today is choreo day, according to Monica on Twitter. Okay. So that means they're, they're working on their choreography. And so if they, if anybody's listening and they would like me to drive up to Corsicana <laughs> to teach them <laughs> that move. To demonstrate that ripple. I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that would be a real act of service. Um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, too, remember those, like, ninth-grade cheerleading routines. I could do any of them. I could do the fight song right now if I needed to. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. But anyway, yeah. all that to say, it was it was fun to listen to a little bit of Prince. I, as mm-hmm. an adult now, I worry about Prince, um, what he was telling us back then. Yeah, but, but we didn't know. <laughs> we didn't know. So... Anyway, so I enjoyed, so so for me not to be a huge fan of 80s music, there's not a whole lot that I care to still listen to, besides the duets, some Chicago, um, but yeah. Prince and George Michael, golly, they hold up.
1: They do hold up. I totally agree with that, and you know, I like 80s music, by know. And, you know, by and large, but um, yeah, I agree, but it really does hold up. In fact, I was thinking last night, did you watch the Super Bowl?
0: Well, we got home right before halftime. And so I saw the very end of the first half and then the halftime show and then the second half.
1: Okay, all right. Well, I was thinking that I... I, if I had to, like, best halftime shows, because I feel like, which this is not going to come as no surprise given what I said, I thought Bruno Mars, when he did the halftime show, when was that? That's been like seven, six or seven oh, years that's ago. Fantastic! I thought he killed it. Prince was another one, mm-hmm. speaking of Prince, did a great halftime show. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking of halftime shows that I have loved in the past.
0: Yeah, that Bruno Mars halftime show I was, I watched that not too long
1: ago. I mean, like. It was so good. Oh,
0: Oh, he's bound to have some new music coming out. It's time. That's
1: what, it is time. That's what I was thinking. I was like, where is he? I feel like we haven't heard from him. And I could use some Bruno Mars in my life just because I feel like I need some happy peppy. I need something with a little pep to it right now. Yeah.
0: Well, now this has nothing to do with Bruno Mars, but the most exciting part of my day really has been something that I saw on Twitter earlier, which is that the live, recording that they did of Hamilton when it was still the original cast in New York is now going to be released as a movie on October the 15th
1: and and if
0: you think I have not already put on my calendar Mm
1: -hmm. on October
0: 15th Hamilton you don't know me at all because I don't have I don't feel like a lot of things in my life that I have trouble making peace with or I've had trouble making peace with Mm mm-hmm But the fact that I had a ticket to that, just the whole sequence of events around when Mama died and that I couldn't get a Hamilton and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, Now, there's nowhere in the world I would have rather been than with my family when Mama died and and all that. I'm not saying that at all. But that whole, like the whole question of like, why, like the timing of it. Um, Mm -hmm. So the fact that I missed that original cast because of that, if I'm going to have to find an isolated theater where I can be Mm -hmm. one of just several people in a thing, because I think I will ball my eyes out. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be, it's all tangled for me. Yeah. I know it's complicated. It's wrapped up. And I think just the Hamilton experience itself is so incredible. Mm -hmm. Like I can't wait to take Caroline to go see it because she hasn't seen it. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I just I I want to see her experience that whole thing. But I feel like it's going to be one of those that's going to lend itself. Like I know our Alamo Drafthouse here will have movies where they'll do like with Elf where you do like the sing-along version where you go uh. and everybody can sing along. And I feel like I'm going to need to go see it by myself. I'm going to need to go see a sing-along version. I'm going to I'm going to need the whole thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. I'm so excited about it. So you've got Lin-Manuel Miranda's, his first musical that he wrote, In the Heights, comes out this summer as a movie. And then Hamilton in the fall. And I just, I don't know, 2020 is shaping up beautifully
1: in terms
0: of some real things to look forward to. I mean, I don't know. It really
1: is. Mm -hmm. It really is. I mean, I think that it's a good good reminder to us that there are always better days Mm -hmm. ahead There are sometimes, you know. So, um, and good things to look forward to. So I'm super excited about that.
0: Well, even yesterday sitting at the lacrosse games, I was, I sat there thinking, okay, this is a reminder of how much I love this particular part of my life. Like I love this spring, even though we're, I know we're a couple of months off from it really being fully spring, but like I have Mm -hmm. spring to look forward to, you know how I love a baseball game. I've I've got our high school baseball to look forward to. I've got Mississippi State baseball to look forward to. Um, yeah, got March Madness to look forward to. Like there's a whole, that like, the sporting goodness from, yeah. I would say, mm, probably mid-February to Memorial Day is really just unparalleled. It's just fantastic.
1: Yeah, it really is. And I think just to know that for me, I thought the other day, because Aggie Baseball has been tweeting and I was like, we are just right on the precipice mm-hmm. of college baseball mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, and I do think we're going to be able to make it back for at least, one game like one series this this spring which we haven't been able to do in a long time Mm -hmm. and so um it just makes me excited
0: yay yay spring sports
1: i know i
0: know so hey y'all it's me here in the middle of the podcast to tell you about open fit the holidays have come and gone but that doesn't mean there aren't still visions of sugar plums and chocolate chip cookies dancing in our heads and making our bodies feel terrible the average American consumes 17 teaspoons of added sugar a day. That adds up to over a pound a week, and our bodies need a break from all the sugar. And there's a solution with the Sugar-Free 3 only on OpenFit. Sugar-Free 3 is a three-week program designed by New York Times best-selling author and former editor-in-chief of Women's Health Magazine, Michelle Promoleko, To help us kick our processed sugar habits, cutting out refined sugars helps us to have more energy during the day, to sleep better at night, have healthier looking skin, and you can even lose five or 10 pounds in just 21 days by cutting out sugar. Y'all, I actually just finished my first three week challenge about a week ago, and I've started back up again. I feel so much better without that refined sugar in my diet. I have more energy. My skin is better. I sleep better. I don't fade out in the afternoon like I do sometimes when there's just a little bit too much sugar going on. And with this program, you can kick sugars, not carbs. You can still have potatoes and fruit or whole grain bread and pasta. Sugar-Free 3 makes cutting processed sugar and eating healthy super simple any time of the year just whenever your body feels like it needs a reset your sugar-free three program comes with a 21-day customized meal plan hundreds of sugar-free three approved recipes to choose from and a food label decoder so you can easily identify hidden sugar that's huge and all of this is included on the open fit app Thanks to a special partnership with OpenFit, you can access all of Sugar Free 3 for free when you sign up for OpenFit and get access to hundreds of on-demand and live trainer-led workouts, including 350 brand new classes every week. So kick process sugar in just three weeks. Get healthier looking skin, feel energized, and lose up to 15 pounds in just 21 days with Sugar Free 3 on OpenFit. And right now, our Big Boo listeners get a 14-day free trial membership to OpenFit. When you text Big Boo to 505050 505050, you will get full access to OpenFit, Sugar Free 3, all the on-demand and live workouts and nutrition information totally free for 14 days again just text big boo to 505050 Alrighty, here we go back to episode 170 okay so at the retreat this past weekend i stayed in a cabin like but it was okay. a big cabin yes
1: i saw it, it on mm-hmm. your, you put it on your insta story mm-hmm. it was a beautiful
0: cabin it had 18 mm-hmm. beds in it now Last year, at the same retreat, I stayed in the infirmary.
1: Yes, I remember that as well. The cabin
0: was just delightful. I mean, it was su- such a, a, a more natural place to stay, really, than the infirmary. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So, it was great. But I was the only person in that cabin that had 18 beds in it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, so
1: that... Did you move around? Did you I, try out different beds?
0: I, no. I, I determined which bed was the counselor's bed, and I slept there because it had like a wall like a a half wall on one side of it, so that if somebody came in the door, they couldn't see you sleeping there. So that that in the event that somebody for some reason came in, I don't Mm -hmm. know what I thought I would do, but if I needed to roll or crawl somewhere, I would be able to do so undetected. Yes. So, (laughs) So I could. Very smart. Very smart. Really thought that thing through but it was very Mm -hmm. safe. I'm not trying to say I felt unsafe. I just, I felt more secure with that half wall next to me. Yeah. So, um, but I knew when I turned all the lights off in the cabin, I was like, oh, I'm on, I'm going to need to watch something. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to need to be lulled to sleep by something. So I watched Mm -hmm. the Taylor Swift documentary on Netflix.
1: Okay. I watched it Friday. So, uh, so tell me what you thought. I
0: still don't know what I think.
1: Like, like, okay, that's what I
0: think. I, okay, I want to know more. I tell me more. Still don't know what I think. Now, here's what I will tell you, and I'm sure that one of Taylor Swift's dreams, dream, I can't say it right. One of Taylor Swift's dreams come true is that we would analyze her documentary on our podcast. But here's my Absolutely. thing: I love the first part where mm-hmm. she was very candid about. And again, if you haven't seen it, I don't think this will spoil anything. But you may just if you don't want to know anything about it, you may just want to hit that little button that lets you go forward thirty seconds until we're not talking about this anymore. Yeah. um so I loved when she said when she kind of laid out how she had really been beholden to people's approval and how she had been yes. trained to be the good girl, and the good girl doesn't do certain things. the good girl doesn't share her thoughts on politics, the good girl doesn't do anything that would upset people the good you know like all that, I thought, oh, I listen. Some as somebody who grew up in the south in church culture in the south a hundred percent I understand that I totally relate to that yep yep but I didn't feel like I, I guess and then so so part of the thing was to show her journey into being somebody who was more outspoken but I still yeah. don't feel like I have any better sense of who she is if that makes sense
1: Yes, that's yeah, I agree with that. So it felt a little
0: calculated to me, like, Mm -hmm. almost like somebody who's saying, why don't you come here, but hold on. Like, it felt a little bit like it sort of mimicked vulnerability, but it wasn't really.
1: Yes, yes, that's okay. That's a great way to sum it up. I could not articulate it, but I feel like you just did really well. So Um, I
0: left it kind of like, well, I'm glad you got to a point where you felt like you didn't have to be the nice girl. And mm -hmm. I'm glad you got to the point where you felt like you could, you could say what you felt like you needed to say. I don't really know why. And I don't really know. I'm not sure what all that is rooted in. Like if there, if it's out of some strong sense of justice, I didn't feel like I saw that. Now, Mm -hmm. what I did feel like I saw is that she is probably one of the hardest working people ever.
1: Like... Yes, absolutely. And
0: I think that maybe so here's where I kind of got with it yesterday. I thought maybe the whole thing is that so much of her life takes place in a recording studio. Like I I just I didn't feel like I saw I didn't see the things that would have impacted her in order for her to make the decisions that she made to talk about the things that she talked about. And that would have been really interesting to me. Like to yes. s- to see the change other than I've always been a good girl. I've always wanted approval. I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. There was a whole middle that I missed.
1: It was, I I agree with that. And I think here's my thing about, and you know, I love Taylor Swift. Me too. I love some Taylor Swift music. I, I think, I agree. I think she's a super hard worker. I'm also going to say that I think nobody, I don't think we've ever had, and now I don't know, that may be too sweeping of a statement. I can't think of many other entertainers that are the PR and marketing machine that Taylor Swift is right. like genius like for genius sure. in terms of how to tout an album how to how to hold an album how to announce a release how to i mean she just knows how to like maximize like her online presence and so much of that helps because her her fan base is that age mm-hmm. where they get all the things but i also feel like because of that i feel like there's nothing she does and i don't blame her for this because she's very public there's nothing she does that isn't extremely calculated Yeah. Yeah. Um, And and measured. And I think that I think even her voice and I don't mean it cynical because she definitely had definite feelings politically and all that that she wanted to say. And, And I think she believed those things. I don't think that those aren't her real feelings about those. But I also think that there was something if she knew publicly to take the next step that she needed to take, that it was time for her to do that so it wasn't necessarily as much of a risk as maybe it was portrayed in right. the documentary is of doing I guess and and I don't I think it's interesting because I'm like to, to make that shift because like I'll even say like and this, listen, we're about to this is a big shift we're about to make okay. But like for me, like I've never been somebody who uses any kind of platform I have or a podcast or whatever to talk about politics or anything like that, because no, thank you. I'm just not interested. in Right. That. So if I were to all of a sudden make that huge shift, whereas if you look at like a Jen Hatmaker or somebody she has. Right. But like if I were to all of a sudden make that huge shift, it feels like, well, why now? Right. Like And I do think there would have to be some huge impetus in my own life for me to all of a sudden decide that I was going to do that. And I do agree that was like, it didn't, that the points didn't line up necessarily as to like, yeah.
0: And I didn't, listen, I didn't falter for making a shift. I think that that's so common is that people grow up and they go like, wait, wait, I always thought it was this way. And now I think this, and I think she felt like the election was super important and she felt like she needed to, she felt like that she needed to be vocal about, about who she supported in that. And listen, She can do that all day long. That's fine with me. Absolutely. But I didn't, we didn't see the change. Like we saw the, I just Uh always wanted to be the good girl. And maybe, I mean, you could say, well, like, well, but guess what? They weren't filming during the the eight years where she gradually turned. But I thought it would have been interesting to see some reflection on that. Like, as opposed to here's footage of who I was then. And you're exactly right. She's a genius. Even at the beginning, when you see, that um, opening footage from the reputation tour where she's got the hood on and that she's in front Mm -hmm. of everybody and she just, and Mm -hmm. just like that, are you ready for it? And the crowd goes crazy. Like she's so, so talented and such a great performer. Um, but, But so I feel like I've seen that side of her so much. And we know that she's a hard worker and we know that she is a crazy gifted songwriter. So I wanted more of the personal, transition kind of I wanted to see who she was I wanted to see her community I wanted to know who's around her and maybe that's way more than what she wanted us to know I just think that it felt like there was a hole there because the only time we really saw her with a friend was when she was with that childhood friend and that Mm -hmm. I don't know it was just I, I it just left me wanting to know more kind yeah,
1: of i agree well because i think for a long time we would see her and she had like her little hashtag squad you know mm-hmm. like all her little supermodel friends and all that and it's like so are they still around or y'all it still didn't friends? feel like it you know it didn't mm. and then it felt like we know that she has joe alwyn in her life who she's obviously in love with and i get that she wants to protect that relationship and that's her right to protect that relationship um but it's like is that is that everything now like is that where? that we're everything is mm-hmm. for you now, or like, do you have girlfriends or is it just this? Right. I don't know. It just, I don't know. Tyler, I, we I have think some questions. We have some questions. And I think when you compare it to, because I'm trying to think of other things that we had just seen, um, oh, well, I think Perry and I had been watching that country music thing or whatever. And when you really look and listen to like, or things I've watched recently about Dolly Parton, where you really dig into like the heart of who somebody is and what drove them and how they- yes how they transitioned and how they grew from one thing to another thing or whatever. It didn't feel like we got Mm -mm. that. It was more just like, I mean, I left kind of going, well, I don't really know anything about her that I didn't know before. Right.
0: I felt like the most, well, let me say this first, the Garth, like the Garth Brooks documentary that we talked about Mm -hmm. last week.
1: Yes. The thing about that is like,
0: I didn't really realize at the time that we shall be free was there was so much controversy around it. I mean, I remember it being in the paper and stuff like that. But I feel mm-hmm. like that was a big step out for him back when that song came out. And so what mm-hmm. we got in the documentary is here's what was going on, here's who wrote it, here's here's why they wrote it. He talked about yeah. how like it applies now. Like you really got a, a great sense of of the of why that song mattered to him. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, and and yeah. and there were forty nine other things that you got the same sort of insight into. I felt like the yes. moment where you got the most insight into Taylor Swift was where it showed her waiting on Grammy nominations. Yes, yes, and she yeah. didn't get nominated, and mm-hmm. her reaction. She sat there for a minute and she said, "Well, we we've got to make a better album." Like yes. I thought, oh, that's telling. Like she's yeah. not letting any of the The emotion of that show, like it's all like, okay, what's the next thing we dig in on? I thought that was super interesting.
1: Yeah, I thought so too. So, and I don't ever
0: begrudge anybody's opinion about wherever they fall politically. So, I guess I just wanted to know, like, okay, so what's happened over the course of your life that has caused this shift that has, I don't know, I just wanted more. I just wanted more.
1: It's interesting because Caroline sat and watched it after I had watched it. And I guess this was Friday afternoon. Yeah, it was Friday afternoon because she got home from school and she had a late light soccer game. So I was I was in the middle of watching it. So she started watching it. And so she watched it and she was like and I, I said, what do you think? And she was like, eh. she goes, I just don't, don't know. She said, I think my thing is, is like, I mean, like Taylor's never had a real job. And I was like, like, she doesn't know, like, what it is to like, really, like, she's just had fame, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, so it's like the real day to day, like existence. She was like, I don't, I I don't know. Caroline seemed a little cynical about it, which kind of made me laugh, because here's the truth. Caroline hadn't really ever had a real job either. (laughs) But
0: I mean, I'm just saying. She may not realize it. She may not.
1: But she feels like she's had some hard knocks. And I know Taylor has also had some hard knocks, but I think it's hard when you're, you have all that fame and all that money and all that stuff. But just to see like at the end of the day, I mean, but I did tell Caroline. I said, but it's very telling to me that she still struggles with all the things. She Mm -hmm. wants to be loved. She wants to be seen. She didn't want to feel alone. She worries about her weight. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the struggle of like, you've gained too much weight. You're too skinny, like all that stuff. And I was like, all of that plays into, and it just goes to show that there's nothing, there's no amount of fame or money you achieve that takes away whatever your fundamental insecurities are
0: right and i and i said yesterday i was telling david about me watching it on the way to auburn and i said Mm -hmm. i just i didn't it didn't feel like it was there was something about it that didn't feel like it was genuinely vulnerable to me now Mm -hmm. here's how much obligation she has to me to be genuinely vulnerable (laughs) zero (laughs) zero Um, i know And he said, well, maybe, but he said, maybe for her, it was like, maybe for her, you know, it was really, she was really putting a lot out there. And that's so true. Yeah. So, but I guess as, as somebody who's just been, I guess, sort of curious about her life over a period of time Mm -hmm. and, um, curious about the, the real life, I think we didn't really get any more insight into that.
1: Yes. I totally agree. I agree with that, but I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. I think it was, it's for sure. Interesting. Yeah. Totally worth watching. And, I said I think she is so beyond talented like just when you start realizing that she's written those songs and like when she can sit there in that and she's like there's going to be 16 to 20 songs on the new album mm-hmm. and I'm like if you told me right now I had to come up with two songs I'm gonna tell you we'd be all be waiting the next 50 years for me to come up with those <laughs> like the fact and like it's it's the same thing and maybe okay you know who I was wanting to compare it to I couldn't think of it but it was the Ed Sheeran thing Oh, uh, like, uh, like after watching yes. Ed Sheeran thing it was such insight mm-hmm. into him and the way his mind works Mm -hmm. and the whole thing and so I felt like comparing it I knew there was something a different thing I was trying to compare it to it was the Ed Sheeran thing it just it didn't seem the same but I also get that Ed Sheeran doesn't live under the same microscope that a Taylor Swift lives under to where she's like so much of my life has been public and I don't this is as much as I want to share
0: just a quick break y'all in the middle of the podcast because I want to tell you about care of If you want to make 2020 the year to prioritize you and commit to staying on top of your health instead of maybe that laundry list of resolutions you don't end up sticking with, Care Of can make taking your vitamins and supporting your health goals attainable. The convenient daily packs are perfect for the -the on-the-go lifestyle you just throw one in your purse or gym bag and you are on your way. And Care Of is focused on the quality science and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. Care Of does all of this by starting you off with a really easy online quiz. You take a short online quiz and answer some questions about your diet and your health goals and your lifestyle. And then Care will recommend a list of vitamins and supplements specifically for your health needs and goals. I took this quiz about a year and a half ago for the first time. And I loved it because I get so overwhelmed with vitamin choices and supplement choices. And it just told me exactly what I needed. The vitamin aisle can be confusing and it is hard to know what you need and where to start. So you just answer really easy questions like how much sleep do you get at night and how often do you work out and things like that. And then you can follow their expert recommendations or adjust your pack at any time. What you receive from them is completely up to you. I also love the fact that with Care Of, you get personalized individual packs. If you're going out of town for three days, you can take three packs. You don't have to take big bottles of things. It's so convenient and they really do all of the hard work for you. So if you would like to get 50% off your first Care Of order, all you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code bigboocast50. That's takecareof.com and enter the promo code bigboocast50. Alrighty, Here we go with the rest of episode 170. I want to yes. I want to be sure to follow up. I can't remember if you mentioned this on a regular episode or a Patreon episode. So, if it was a Patreon episode and I'm leaping people into something they've never heard of before, please forgive me.
1: Okay. But All on, right.
0: on some episode in the past, you mentioned that Caroline had discovered the an eyelash curler, a Tweezerman eyelash yes. curler that had the little pink, hot pink pads on it. Yeah. And that you really liked it.
1: I love it. I love it. Have you gotten it? You ordered one. Yes. So
0: I, I ordered one and I have received it. And here, I have a couple of things to tell you about it. Okay, tell me. Um what did I was that Patreon or was that regular? Do you remember I think it was regular. Okay. I feel
1: like it was regular.
0: Okay. Um I have never had any sort of implement curl my eyelashes quite like this thing.
1: Right? Um, it, it's amazing. The grip
0: on that thing. Now I will say, as somebody who has a little excess skin now at the bottom of my eyes, <laughs> occasionally I will be using it and I will hey, Yeah. <laughs> a little too much. I mean, it will really it it what I'm telling you is that sucker grabs yep and does not let go until Mm-mm. you release it. It Mm-mm. is the the strongest <laughs> grip, yeah, of any eyelash curler I have ever used in all my life.
1: And it flat curls them.
0: It flat curls them. Yeah, And y'all know, I have a litany of issues with my eyelashes, starting with the fact that there are three of them. Um, (laughs) they are, I'm super fair, like my eyelashes are super fair. They're not long, like they're just, they don't serve me that well, but I try to tend to them and this particular eyelash curler is super helpful. So yeah,
1: it is, it really is. And it was $12, I think it was like 10 or $12. And I've tried all the, I've, I've done the Shu Amura. I've done all the ones that are, but this is the one like Caroline of all, and listen, I don't know how she found out about it. I'm sure some YouTube video, um, but she knew. And then I told you, and I, I mentioned on that same podcast that my trick has been that I um, sometimes during the day when I don't want to put mascara on or whatever, I will just put a little Vaseline on it mm-hmm. and I'll curl my eyelashes. And it, it almost makes them curl more. And I'm going to tell you that I think that maybe that that is, killing my eyelash mites okay like that I mean I feel like that would well it would smother the them purposes, for sure I feel right like. it would mm-hmm. smother them it's like when you have lice and you put like the mayonnaise and oil mm-hmm. in your hair or whatever I'm thinking it's the same principle because I feel like my eyelashes are getting thicker since I've started doing that
0: well listen every- <sighs> everybody <laughs> can we offer a hand clap of praise <laughs> listen when I was when I was like a teenager and I would stay up late and watch television uh-huh. and there was nothing on. Right. Except for uh-huh, like Charlie's yeah. Angels reruns on WGN. And then, yes. so I would always watch the, the Oral Roberts singers. Like I can't even Uh-oh. tell you how many stories I, I probably could have written over the years about my encounters with the Oral Roberts that singers. Really
1: something. And yeah. Richard
0: Roberts um, would host the program and I, um, I would always, you know, he would say like, I sense that someone out there is struggling with something. I was thinking, is that me? (laughs) (laughs) Is that me? Anyway, but I would always watch the Oral Roberts singers.
1: (laughs) You sitting there in your footy pajamas in Meridian, Mississippi. (laughs) That's
0: right. And I'm, (laughs) but I'm watching the Oral Roberts singers. And, but he would always say, after they would sing, he would say, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? So let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hand
1: clap of praise. Well, you know, I grew up in that assembly of God church, mm-hmm. and so there were a lot of hand claps of yes. praise. That was a regular part of our Sunday yes. morning was to give a hand clap of praise. That's
0: right. So, mm-hmm. um, so all so the 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 eyelash curler, like kudos to to Caroline Schenkel for that one, because that was uh-huh. that was quite a find. But but here's the other thing, and I, this I know I mentioned on the Patreon, I have not mentioned this on the regular podcast yet. But but as we all know, I have I have searched um for mascara now for some time i have it has been yes. quite a journey and yes. uh, my most recent favorite has been the it superhero which i still really like that's the, the there's i have nothing negative to say about it
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: i still like the link i would def however you say it defensive du- di- du- du- yeah whatever <laughs> whatever yes whatever it's called um but the Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Booster Mascara. I think that's the official name. Mm-hmm. I think it's Liquid Lash Booster. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is next level. It yeah. um, it's lash ext- lash extension mascara. I think it's what it's called. Um, it is next level. It is amazing. And, yep. and some mornings I pull the tube out of my makeup bag and I think I have found the one my soul loves. Yeah. Like it is so stinking good. Thrive Cosmetics Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. It is so good.
1: It's so good. But speaking of giving the Lord a hand clap of praise, I mean, I, think, I don't tell you what, uh-huh.
0: I, it's it, the brush is hardly like it's not at all a typical mascara brush. No. It's a, it's rubber and it just has some little things that come out of it around, around it. Mm-hmm. But no, no, like typical, I don't know what that stuff is, but it's a different kind of brush. Yeah. But it is so good. It does not smear. Like it does not clump. Yep. It does not flake off on your face uh-huh. and it makes, I mean, like, like It does more for my sad, Mm -hmm. pitiful eyelashes than anything I have used in recent memory it is stinking fantastic
1: i totally agree it's so good i love it like it's the only one i go to like and i have like six different mascaras in my makeup bag at this point but that's the one that every morning if i'm going to put on mascara that's the one i go to because it doesn't smudge it stays Mm -hmm. it makes my lashes look long it makes them look thick it doesn't get clumpy it comes off super easily like when you're ready Mm -hmm. to get it off um Mm -hmm. i just i think it's amazing
0: and, and I'm going to also give a hand clap of praise to their eyeliner, um. which, you know, I love the Marc Jacobs eyeliner. I may like the Thrive eyeliner better because wow. I know, wow because the, it's so thin mm. and like, here's what I don't need at this point in my, I don't need like big, dark eyeliner or no. whatever. I need something that perks my eyes up. So I just need some definition. I don't, I don't, I'm not doing any kind of smoky eye. My my eyelids would collapse under the weight of that much eyeshadow. <laughs> too much pressure. It's too much. <laughs> it would, uh-uh. But their eyeliner. And so I have one, which is kind of a, a a smoky gray. Yes, that's what I have. Yes. Okay. It's not a color that I have really used a lot. And I'm a little obsessed with it. Like I'm obsessed with that color. I love that eyeliner. Also does not smudge, does not fade. It's, but, but also comes off easily. Like, I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. I I don't know in recent memory when I have been so enthusiastic about two new products for my eyes. Yeah. So I I totally follow that away. Listen, I may find something else down the road. I will never stop looking. I'll never give up that there could be something perfect out there, but this is as close as I have found to something that works really, really well on my thin, spindly eyelashes yes
1: yes i agree well and i think that is what makes us better as human beings and as people is we're we're mm-hmm. never going to call off the search i mean it's the reason no. i ordered all my new creams and vitamin c's and whatever from amazon because right. you just never know when something else better might be out there that's how you discover mm-hmm. new things and i think it's important for us to continue to, to continue to take that journey
0: but that's right. um
1: but just for now these are really really good
0: Mm -hmm. The Lord's always doing a new thing He's always doing a new new thing Um, Now do you still use
1: Hairspray? you know, ever? Very rarely. But when I do, well, it depends. Mm-hmm. If I'm just doing like a light spray to kind of hold my hair, I just like Tresemme. It's like aerosol. It's the number four. It's the level four mm-hmm. hairspray. Um, so I use that. But I still have a bottle of the Kenra 25 Stronghold. So like when I really need, like if I'm going to speak and I need my hair to stay, mm-hmm. um, I will use that. But I feel like since I've transitioned, and this is Listen, we, we can't don't have time for this to turn into a journey of my hair. But since I've transitioned. Well, yes, we did. Well, sure, we did since I've transitioned into more of the beachy wave look over mm-hmm. the curls, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel as important that it holds if that makes okay. sense. And so I feel no, like, for, it does. you know, I mean, cause it's like if the more it falls sometimes the more I almost like it. Like um, I've kind of gotten to where I'll almost curl mine the day before I want it to look good because I really like it second day after it falls a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So, but I feel like what, what has really become my go-to more than hairspray is the living proof um, volume blast. Is, okay. is the product I could not live without hair wise right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I just, I ordered some, I, I use L-Net. Okay. And yeah, that's a good one. I, Well, and I ordered any bottle, I think last night. Anyway, for some reason when I, when I ordered it, I thought Melanie and I have not talked about hairspray in a long time. We've talked yeah. about product, but not about yeah. hairspray.
1: Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. I don't, I just, my hairspray isn't always, it's, I don't, I don't use it as often right now. OK, so
0: well, and you think you're going to leave your hair about the same length or you think you're going to let it grow out? What are your plans? You know,
1: I don't know. That's a really hard question that I'm not prepared to answer at this juncture. I'm like Taylor Swift. Okay. Some things I need to keep private in my heart. <laughs> I'm not ready to be that vulnerable. I will say the last time I went, I went and had it colored at the beginning of January. And at that haircut appointment, I told her, don't cut it. I said, just leave it. OK, um, and so now it's probably. Right at my shoulders, maybe a little past my shoulders, uh, okay. and I go back again in February, and I I haven't decided what I'm going to do. Okay, I, I just I can't I can't make that decision right
0: now. Okay. Listen, I'm not listen. No pressure. <laughs> For freedom, you've been made free. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was just curious if you missed your long hair. Yeah,
1: um, you know, sometimes when I see pictures, I'm like, oh, it looked pretty, but then the day to day, it's so much easier, and I'm so much mm-hmm. more likely to actually fix it now that part of me says I need to stick with what I'm, what I have or somewhere in this length, because, um, instead of, instead of just twisting it up or doing something, I'm more likely to actually make it look presentable.
0: Okay. I actually, the last time I got my hair cut, I told her, I said, just barely trim it. And usually, you know, I'm like, cut it off. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Not that I'm ever going to have long hair, but for whatever reason right now, I like my hair a little bit below my ears. Like Mm -hmm. I, I like it. I like it a little bit more like chin length than I do like being shorty short. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: I just, yeah. So that's kind of, I don't know where I am right now with that. I'm just going to have to continue to pray about it and just see how mm-hmm. I feel that.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, if we can, if we can do anything to help you with that, just let I'll us let know. I'll let you know.
1: I'll keep you posted. So. Okay. Well,
0: anything else we need to cover? Anything we've, we've missed? I feel like we've, we, we didn't plan to, but, we really had put some thought into the Taylor Swift situation. We really
1: did. It was almost like a a deep dive into Taylor Swift, but we clearly Mm -hmm. had a lot of thoughts on it that needed to be shared. And that's just the way it goes sometimes.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Well, maybe I don't know what television events are in store over the next week, but you know, if something big happens, we will certainly talk about it here.
1: Yeah. Well, you can guarantee that.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: All right. Well, thanks for listening everybody.
0: As always, we appreciate y'all being here and we will talk to y'all later. Okay. Bye, everybody. Bye.